Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome to Word Alive here at Blog Talk Radio. I am uh, one of the co-hosts here at Word Alive, and my name is Renetter, coming to you from Gladwin, Michigan. We're so glad that you're able to join us tonight. I encourage you to pick up the phone, call a friend, and invite a friend to join in and listen to the broadcast as well. We have over 150 archives on Word Alive, so you can listen to them at your convenience. Tonight, we're going to talk about maturing, maturing. We're going to come out of the book of Ephesians. So if you would please turn with us to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16 is going to be our main text. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ, That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lay in wait to deceive. Speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. This is one of my most favorite scriptures in the whole entire body. Uh, Bible. Hold on just a sec. I got something up on the screen. Okay. This is one of our most favorite scriptures on the whole entire uh, Bible. Because in these few, is only um, five scriptures. In these five scriptures, so much is captivated. And in these five scriptures, you can get such an understanding of the body of Christ what the body of Christ is, what it represents, what it, you know, uh, the, um, the concept of the body of Christ is, to me, so captured right here in these five scriptures. So we're going to spend a little time on these five scriptures. And the subject that I'm giving it is maturing. 
Now, uh, I kind of taught on this a little bit at church Tuesday night, and it was a little bit easier because I was able to draw out images on the board to try to get across the uh, message that I was trying to get across and the points that I was trying to make. So I'm going to need you people to use your imagination and draw certain images in your own mind as I try to make you see what I'm trying to point out to you. Uh, We're going to talk about maturing. And in maturing, we're also going to talk about relationships. Uh, We're going to talk about the relationship of the individual members of the body of Christ to each other and the relationship of the body of Christ to the head, which is Jesus. And the relationship of the members of the body of Christ to God. So in our, we're going to go back just a little bit. So in our uh, salvation, we are all members of the body of Christ because God devised a plan for our redemption, for our reconciliation back to him, and to uh, a plan to pay our penalty of death because of sin, the sin of disobeying God, okay? This plan is called salvation. And so in this plan of salvation, God was looking for something. When Adam sinned against God, when he broke the commandment and disobeyed and ate what God told him not to eat, when he partook of what God told him not to partake of, when he participated in something God told him not to participate in, he broke his relationship with God. He broke a connection that he and God had with one another. He broke a communion that he and God had with one another. Well, God was sharing his vision. God was sharing his plan with Adam. God was unfolding the plan for creation to Adam one step at a time. And Adam had gotten so far on this journey with God, so far on this plan with God, and it came to an abrupt end because of Adam's sin. But God didn't throw away his desire to have a relationship with man. He didn't throw away his desire to have communion with man, to have um, communication with man that was understood by man. And then God, and then uh, a communication process that took place two ways, God communicating with man and man communicating with God. This connection that caused all of this to go on was broken when Adam sinned. Something came in between Adam and God. Sin, God's enemy, Satan. Okay? Now, God initiates his plan to reconnect with mankind. Now, all through the history of mankind, God would pick and choose a man to communicate with man through. And then the plan of priesthood came in place where God would use utilize the priest to do certain things uh, and the development of his plan of 
trying to be connected with uh with man and where men wouldn't be so far so distant from God that they could not walk in any forgiveness at all and the priest was put in place to institute that plan of sacrifice you know they would sacrifice according to God's plan to atone for the sins of mankind for a time but the plan of salvation uh, initiated a plan that would atone for mankind's sin once and for all and would also uh, initiate the plan of eternal life for mankind so that mankind could help an eternal communication with God that would not be broken by sin, okay? And so we're going to fast forward real fast and come to Ephesians. Now, when we get to the book of Ephesians, the plan of salvation have already been implemented. Jesus has already died on the cross. Jesus, Jesus have already been born into the world, already lived his life, already uh, gathered the 12 disciples and followers, had already uh, died on the cross. The Holy Spirit had already been poured out upon mankind. Jesus had rose the third day. The Holy Ghost had already been, uh, Jesus had went back to heaven to be with the Father, and the Holy Spirit had already been poured out on mankind. And so the plan of salvation has been implemented. And now that the plan of salvation has been intimated, the plan of God to reconcile God, man back to him, back into full relationship with him, is in place and is activated. And this is part of his plan. We're coming into a part of, okay, now we've heard the plan of salvation. We believe that Jesus is the only begotten son of God. We believe Jesus died so that our sins would be pardoned and we would not have to pay the penalty of eternal death. And we believe that Jesus rose the third day to give us eternal life because he conquered death, hell, and the grave. And so now we have a right to eternal life. Okay? Now it's been unfolded in the word to us how we, the saints of God, the members of the body of Christ are going to be matured as the body of Christ. And now we come to Ephesians 4, chapter 11. Number one, God gave gifts unto men by the way of men, apostles, mankind, prophets, mankind, evangelists, mankind, pastors, mankind, teachers, mankind, these are all men and women of God operating by the Holy Spirit as the gift of an apostle, the gift of a prophet, the gift of an evangelist, the gift of a pastor, and the gift of a teacher. They were giving to us the body of Christ. So why did God give these five to the body of Christ? Well, let's look at the scripture and see why. One of the reasons why these gifts were given to the body of Christ was for the perfecting of the saints. Another word we can use in the place of perfecting is for the maturing of the saints, for the growing up of the saints, for the advancing of the saints. 
What reason would God want to perfect, mature, grow up, or advance the saints? I mean, we are already saved. Isn't it good enough that we're saved? Well, God gave us salvation, and for many of us, that was good enough for us. God gave us salvation. I have a way to reconnect with God. I know that one day I will be going to heaven. I know that one day I will be physically reconnected with Jesus and God. I will be physically standing in their presence. I'm happy with that. That's all I need to know. Well, you know what? God has a plan that's greater than ours. Like me and Ella say when we introduce our show, if you read the description of our show, we have discovered that the plan of God for our lives is greater than any plan we could ever plan, we can ever imagine, we can ever sit down and write out for our own selves. His plan is greater. And in his plan, he has a plan for growing us up, for maturing the body of Christ for moving us from point A to point B, point B to point C, point C to point D, for getting us to the place that he wants us to get to, the place that he planned uh, for us to be before he even implemented the plan of salvation. See, God doesn't do anything without a purpose. He has the end vision in mind when he starts with point A. When he started with Renetter as an infant being born to Edwin, to uh, Theodore and Edwina Gaston, he had a purpose for Renetter. Even though I was going to go through many steps and any, many phases in my life to get to where I am right now, He had a purpose for me being born, for releasing my spirit into the earth and placing it into this body. He had a purpose for me. And the end result of that purpose of good and not evil, a plan and a purpose for me, a purpose of me living an abundant life as a result of everything that Jesus has done, everything that Jesus has accomplished, glory to God a purpose for me receiving his love. Hallelujah. A purpose for me receiving his grace, his mercy, his plan of salvation. Faith, acting upon that faith, operating in that faith. A purpose for me walking by faith and not by sight. A purpose of me going on and be following a follower of Christ. A purpose for me becoming a doer of the word and not a hearer only. There's a reason for it all. God has a purpose for Renetta. God has a purpose for you. God has a purpose for the body of Christ in the earth right now. Hallelujah. God have a purpose for us being filled with the Holy Ghost, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. A sitting apart of him to live inside of us. Glory to God. One of the purposes of these gifts being given to the body of Christ, for the maturing of the body of Christ, is for the work of the ministry for the work of what he have called us to do. He called us all to a work. One of all of our purposes is to fulfill 
the call of the work that he planned for us to do right here in the earth. And so we all have an assignment. We all have tasks to perform as members of the body of Christ. We have a place that we fit in to the body of Christ. And we have a part to play even in the maturing of the body of Christ. We all have a part to play. We all have a place to fulfill. Because it's not me, it's not Renetter who carries the glory of God throughout the earth. It's not Renetter who has the light to shine forth to show everybody who Jesus is, what Jesus has done. It's the body of Christ as a whole that carries the glory of God. It's the body of Christ as a whole that shines a bright light forth to show who God is, who our Father is, who Jesus is, what Jesus has done for them, what God has done for them, and to bring them to it, to introduce them to this great plan of salvation, to introduce them to the call of God upon their life, to introduce them to the love of God toward them, the love of God that's been shared toward all mankind, that's been shared in our hearts, and we share this with them, that they can experience the love of God being shared in their hearts. The work of the ministry, serving one another. We are called to serve each other in the body of Christ, too. We are called to serve each other in the body of Christ first. First. We are called to serve each other in the body of Christ first. And as we serve each other in the body of Christ first, we begin to build relationship in the body of Christ. We begin to connect to one another in the body of Christ as we're actually doing the work of ministry the work of serving, the work of loving, the work of building up one another, the work of singing hymns and sharing our testimony with one another, we begin to connect the body of Christ together and build the body of Christ up, make the body of Christ a stronger unit. So as I minister to you and I build you up, you are a part of the body of Christ. You are a part of me because I am a part of the body of Christ. We are part of the body. We are a part of that one unit, the body of Christ. Okay, now in the Army Day, when they're in a camp, a training camps, they have units. And I'm going to just say unit one, unit two, unit three, unit four. I don't you know, know exactly what the units are called. But in each unit, there is a group of men or a group of women or a group of mixed. I don't know if they mix them up. I don't know. I've never been in the Army. So, but in this unit, there are a group of members of the Army. Now, in that unit, that one unit begins to connect a little more because that unit lives in the same barrack. They exercise together. They eat together. They sleep together. They go through punishments together. They go through trainings together. And they begin to grow 
and bond together as a unit. They begin to fellowship together. They begin to talk to each other. They begin to get acquainted. And then that acquaintance begins to grow stronger. Some of them form life-lasting friendships in their unit. So in that one little unit, it's just a part of the army. And there's a whole lot of those units all over the place in the army. But each one of those units is a part of the whole entire army. But that one unit represents the whole entire army. So the actions of that unit is very important is very important because as soon as somebody finds out they belong to whatever they call them, I'm a part of the blah 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 and the blah 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 of the blah 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 of the army of the United States of America. And so when they ask you who you are and you begin to tell you know, what part of the army you belong to, you you represent the whole unit. And then that unit represents that whole battalion or whatever it's called, and then that represents the whole army. They represent the army. And not only do they represent the army, in some situations they represent the chief executive officer of the United States of America. It's the same way in the body of Christ. The body of Christ have many units. They have many different groups of people that are working together in ministry, connecting. Sometimes we call them churches. Sometimes we call them assemblies. Sometimes we call them ministries. Sometimes we call them tabernacles. Sometimes we call them temples. Sometimes we call them synagogues. Now, I'm not talking about the buildings because all of these things have reference sometimes to buildings as well, but I'm talking about the group of people that connect together, and that's just where they meet to connect. That's where they meet to learn. That's where they meet to be perfected, matured by the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers, for the maturing of them, the saints. Each member in the body of Christ is a saint. But each saint belongs to a bigger group that they are connected to in the body of Christ. And for the purpose of this lesson, I'm going to call them units. And usually each unit has some type of unifying uh, cultural, unifying set of policies, procedures, um, guidelines that they follow that helps them to associate as a unit, as a group that is connected to each other for basic function, for a vision, to carry out a vision and carry out a mission. And that's why they're connected as a group because they have a vision and they have a mission. Well, guess what? Their vision and their mission needs to line up with the plan of God for the entire body of Christ. Because each unit in the body of Christ, purpose, vision, and mission should line up with the plan of God or why the body of Christ is even in the earth in the first place. Because we've called to a purpose for the work of the ministry. And each unit in the body, unit of members connected to the body of Christ that are a part of the body of Christ have assignments and tasks to carry out. And then within each unit, each member has specific 
have specific, precise assignments to carry out to fulfill the vision of their unit, which should be fulfilling the vision of the entire body of the Christ, carrying out the plan of God for why the body exists in the earth in the first place. And I think that's going to be a good place for us to start right there. And this lesson will be continued next week. And remember, I invite each and every one of you to call in Saturday night at 6.30 p.m. Our number is 646-378-0538 because we would love to have you be a part of our live broadcast. If you call in, we will give you the option. We will not force you just because you call in. You don't have to speak. But we will give you the option to contribute to the conversation. And also you can chat with us. I didn't open up chat tonight. So if anybody is on chat, I do apologize, but we will open up chat, and you can even chat with us, and we will contribute what you, your input to, um, to the broadcast that way. We're on a podcast at iTunes, and you can listen to us on your Android Block Talk radio app. We're so glad you're joining us. Come back again next week. Father God, we pray that every ear that hears, And every heart that receives your word tonight, that you seal this word in their heart. Hallelujah. That this word accomplish what you sent it into their heart and their lives to do, to help mature them and grow them up in you. Have your way in us and through us. And may your word accomplish your will and your purpose, that we will accomplish your will and your purpose. Working together in ministry. Hallelujah, that your purpose on the earth will be fulfilled and that your glory will shine forth, your light will shine forth to compel men to come to Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.